From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with the little bit spicy today, Matt Doan. <laughs> Wait, why are you saying that? Yeah, you've had a little, I don't know, you've had a little extra something going on. You had a <laughs> cup of coffee. So people get excited. It could be, we could get maybe, it might have been an unfiltered coffee because Matt's been a little more unfiltered lately. Well, we just came so. out of a, what, two hour meeting, which hour and a half, hour and a half meeting felt like two hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a few ideas, a few opinions. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's all that that means by spicy. <laughs> no, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how, what happens though, guys, because okay. we'll be excited for this. Okay. I think we're both excited as well. We have no idea what's coming out of our mouths today. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. We did, uh, you know, some highlights that we might cover today. We closed out the series. What if Jesus was serious? Yes. In Luke six. I love that. Finished Luke six. It's been almost a year in Luke and <laughs> we are six chapters in. Yeah. Uh, and then we had beach baptisms last yes. night, which was pretty awesome. Great, uh, all sorts of good stuff. Like we might like let's just, let's talk about so let's talk about baptisms a little bit. But like I think normally we would often talk about the beauty and the symbolism and the rich meaning behind mm-hmm. baptisms, which mm-hmm. which it is. I mean, we are dead to sin, alive in Christ, yes. identifying with the death and burial of Jesus, but then our true identification is in the resurrection. I mean, Amen. let's go. Amen. So good yep. in doing that publicly. But sometimes you go to the beach to do baptisms and the waves are a little bigger than you thought. <laughs> you have, you have <laughs> a little bit of a swell <laughs> going on. Practical matters to deal yes. with here with baptisms. Yeah, not to put light on I mean it was so special I got some text this morning I'm like thank you it was so powerful my life and I was like Stop, I already rad. I already said that I know part. I'm just saying it again okay but yeah as <laughs> the pastor like this is one of our maybe one of our greatest uh what would you call it job dangers or uh yeah. a variable <laughs> <laughs> we so, don't know what's gonna happen so yeah, yeah. I came down the beach uh, last night my yeah. amazing wife uh, Marie dropped yes. me off yeah. and we're cheap. So she parked up on top of the hill. So we didn't have to pay the parking. I parked up there too, but oh, just walked you? down myself because yeah. my wife didn't even come at all. <laughs> I felt a little bad. Like she was she dropping, was actually she was dropping me off. I feel oh, like, yeah. oh, that's messed up. Like I should serve you. You should drop you Is off. Is that because but... you were running late? Uh, <laughs> and wanted to walk into that one. But which the which, since my son assume, did yes go ahead go no ahead. I don't know well yeah your son last night sold you out to me so hard it was so funny and he is therefore written out of inheritance <laughs> he's telling me how you say how he's like at home and you're he's like he's like yeah my dad says like I'm almost there or something and we're like still at our house I forget <laughs> it wasn't that exactly but it was something like that that's funny I don't know yeah one of the many flaws of <laughs> Matthew Doan uh, but yeah so one, just one primary. So, I, so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm dropped off, walking towards the beach, and I can just see the crest of the waves at yes, Corona Del Mar. Dude. Like, oh, yes. oh boy, this is this is going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. It was so much that I texted um, Tim Nellis, who's actually one of, <laughs> one of our pastors on sabbatical right, right now, and I'm like, bro, the waves are the biggest I've ever seen. Like, I thought maybe you were calling them in, like, <laughs> we need to call you out of sabbatical. We <laughs> yeah, need you right yeah, now. We need you. I need some backup. <laughs> yeah, but I was uh, the most. Uh, personally baptized <laughs> I've ever been in, in, a, in a baptism that I've been the pastor. Yeah. I was telling each person when we were walking out and through the waves, like, okay, we're going to try to baptize you, but God may baptize you himself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's perfect. <laughs> we were having to be, I was like walking out and kind of like, okay, Hey, let's just go slow. Yep. It's all right. Let's just wait here for a minute. Uh-huh. Let's let these couple waves go by. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. go, go. go, go. <laughs> now we'll turn around. And then you like I don't want to overly rush. Yeah. But I also don't want to lose them. Yes. So it was a little bit of this combo of like keep it serious. Yes. Keep it sacred. sacred. Uh huh. But then don't like just get slammed. Right. While they're back. We had a about couple. To, yeah. I had one in particular baptized, but it was right as a wave was crashing over. So it was like a perfect duck dive. Oh, you ducked We baptized, them. and then we all went <laughs> no way. under the wave. See, that's why I'm so, because, like, that sounds, I'd almost, like, wish I could try to practice that with somebody that it wasn't their moment yeah. to be baptized, because if that, if I could get that move right, cool. it might be good, but, like, that sounds like I would just, like, 
some lady would just get like tossed <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> and now forever their memory of their baptism is this like horrific, I you know, know, moment. I know. Oh boy. But yeah, that was uh, definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point I saw another one of my sons body surfing like five feet from up. So I'm like, bro, Mm-hmm. Let's, let's just have some over. respect just for over a little let's bit. have some respect for the the people getting baptized. <laughs> like, just wait a few minutes. I was jealous of him because he has that cool little like mini hand, like yeah. that hand bodyboard thing. You yeah. know, it's like a very small little boogie board and with fins because that looks fun. You, you out can there go at fast. Beach. Yeah. yeah, we got those in Hawaii and they're so fun. That's cool. But uh, yeah, so but yeah, it was a little close. That was that was behind the scenes. That was a little bit of a challenge for all of us baptizing. Mm-hmm. You have people on our staff like Paula Garcia, Danica, who uh, are are little, and they're going out in those huge waves and baptizing yeah, people with some like thirty five pound child. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That helps. <laughs> I mean, it sort of helps, but also it's like yeah, easier you, to lose. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I don't know, man. I had several people as we were walking out telling me they can't swim. Oh, so that seriously? was also oh, I didn't have in anybody. the back of my mind. I think you had a group with like that. You had some more. The people are great, but I feel like yeah. you were having like uh, some stuff happen that I wasn't having happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyways. But yeah, it was. Uh, that's wild. So yeah, yeah we had, uh, had a great time, though. In all seriousness, yeah. just beautiful night. Yeah. Did you see the bioluminescence in the water, the red tide? You know what? Did you every stay until it was dark, dark? I did, but every time I looked, they're like, I see it. And I'm like, I, I didn't see it. You couldn't see it? I couldn't see it. Oh, I could see it. What's it like? It was like bright blue, kind of like blue white. You know huh. that? And, and it would only be like when the wave would crash, a bigger wave would crash. Wow. And then you'd see it pop. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. Now, is that common? Is that like once a year, once every 10 years? I think it's like... I feel like it's like once a year or something. Okay. I don't know. I, I actually don't know the science on that mm-hmm. or uh, on pretty much anything. <laughs> but... <laughs> Jordan, can you uh, timestamp that? I don't know. Eric admits he doesn't know anything no. about anything. No, no, no. I don't know the science on pretty much anything. Dang it. I said it wrong. All right. Let's timestamp that one as well. Uh, oh, correct so retraction funny. too. While I pile on uh, raspberries. Uh, whoa, yeah, we got a lot of feedback on raspberries. Yeah, I got yeah. a text from somebody that had a giant flat of raspberries at Costco. Yes. Said it, was, it was for me. <laughs> uh, how do you say on our staff Danica's last name? Oh, Mubayad. Okay. Because you said Danica Dunham when? last week. What? Yeah, you accidentally said her maiden name. So Did she I really? Wanted, she wanted to correct that. Did I really say that? It's okay. Jonathan, her husband, awesome husband, is listening and is appreciating the acknowledgement now. Oh, my goodness. I don't recall this. That's amazing. Although, do you know about, I think something I read last week, 20% of people getting married now are keeping, really? women are keeping their maiden name or hyphenating it. It's like kind of the new, mm. newer thing, I think. Yeah. I mean, Dunham's probably a little easier to tell people than Babayad. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, what, I, would, what have been your what would have been your hyphenated name if you like shared a name with B? With B? Yeah. Oh, her maiden name is Brant. Okay. She's also adopted, so uh-huh. um, you know, I used to call her Rebecca Michelle Hessler Brant Wakeling. <laughs> like that's what I do when I'm mad at her. It's like her middle name, like like birth name, yeah. adopted name, married name. Right. So yeah, she was Hessler Brant Wakeling. There is, it does seem like the hyphenated names are becoming more popular. Like on football, like even watching football yesterday, there's a lot of hyphenated uh, names. Yeah. Like, um, Clyde. Scalding, Valde, Scalding, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, something. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, <laughs> yeah. Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Yeah. Um, I do have this thing where the people, um, women who get married <laughs> that I already knew, their names don't change in my phone. Yes. Because <laughs> I have it in my phone, and then I'm just, like, too lazy to change it. Yes. And so it still, like, says Molly Norton in my phone. <laughs> yes. She's been married to Tony Shout out for to Molly Jones. several years. Yeah. I don't know how long. <laughs> yeah. If they grew up here. Yeah. Then, yeah. yeah one exactly. for me is um, Katie Hedges, who's one of our great worship leaders here at Calvary. Yes. I'm constantly saying Katie Stuke. Katie Stuke. Like, ah! <laughs> She's been married for so long. I know she's been married for many years. So shout out to to Ryan and Katie. Uh, That's amazing. I love that. So yeah. So anyway, that's just always funny because like sometimes um, I forget to change it. Although I think Danica's is changed in my phone, which is interesting. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, correction, retraction. Yeah. Okay. Correction, retraction. Happy for that. Yep. Uh, All right. So. Beach baptism's awesome. Yes. 
How are you doing? How was uh We did something the day before, speaking of the beach. Uh speaking of my son, uh we went to the WSL finals at Trestles. You went? Yes. Whoa. So WSL World Surfing League. Yeah. So they had this crazy one day event. They take the five best women on the tour, five best men, and they have a contest, a one day contest to decide who's the champion, yeah. the best surfer in the world, so yeah. to speak. So we went down and watched it. It was super fun. That's cool. What time did you get there? Uh, well, he had baseball games in the morning, so we went in the afternoons. We really only saw the two final heats. Yeah, because it ended at three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I we actually, got to about one and thirty. I turned my so this is dude. This is kind of frightening. I turned my TV on at eight to check it out yeah. in the morning. Yeah, this is like full disclosure. No, kind of like this full, is what we want to know. Full we want to know kind of who stuff you are, here, guys. <laughs> and I just didn't really have anything going on, and B yeah. was working on her dissertation, and I. Like watched it all of a sudden I realized I watched all seven hours of it. (laughs) I watched it till at three I turned off. I was kind of like, B, I feel weird because I've just been sitting there for too long watching. It was so good. It was. It was a great day. So good. Yeah. That's amazing that you're down there. So you got to see like the full excitement. Hey, champion. Hey, champion. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the Brazilian one. Yep. It was really cool. It's fun. So Philippe, Philippe Toledo and or Toledo and uh, Caroline Marks are yeah. the new world champions of surfing who both live in San Clemente. Yeah, your hometown. Yes, pretty exciting. So yeah, that's pretty cool. But the the crowd was really rooting for the other San Clemente, who I was also rooting for, but he lost Griffin Colapinto. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but that's all right. So yeah, that's cool that you guys went there. That's really exciting. It's fun to make a memory like that. Samuel too. was I feel pumped. Like Samuel, remember that forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah. Um. Anything else going on with you? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm pretty much just, you know, excited for the football season started as well. <laughs> yes. So I had like that little bit of time of catching up on football. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we have a fantasy football league yes. that Matt, Matt and I are in together. We try not to talk too long about it on this pod, but it's part of our lives together. Sure. Especially if we face off against each other, which uh-huh. is not for a few weeks. Okay. But we will talk about it more <laughs> then. Um, you can look forward to that, listener. Unless <laughs> unless I lose, I'll try and like move <laughs> on quiet. quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a lame thing to talk about because one of us is just mad about it, you know, sure. or whatever. But like, uh, but I was very excited that I won my first week. Nice. It makes me feel a little more at ease okay. to not like it's one step further away from being the loser of our league. Yes, because the loser There's of our punishments. league has to deal with some punishments. How are those punishments going, Matt? Well, so yeah, thanks for leading <laughs> into that. So I was last year's loser. <laughs> So I have to do all these series of punishments. I've gotten a couple over with. There's one coming up where I have to eat waffles for like eight hours and an IHOP or something. So that's one I'm coming. That's mm-hmm. coming to me quickly. Yeah, it's been a good time. I won't, <laughs> I won't talk about details of it okay, all on okay, here. Okay, we'll I'll, move on. I'll spare you from that. Yes. But how'd your first week go? I lost. Oh. So one time Marie asked me, oh hey, how's your fancy football team doing? I'm like, you really want to know? She's like, not really. <laughs> so that's probably all our <laughs> listeners do. Unless you play fancy football, then you kind of get it. Yeah, man. It's the most popular uh, game in the world. It is very popular. I don't know if that's actually true, but <laughs> I think it like is. <laughs> I know nothing. Um, all right. So we can move on if we want into the Sunday topic of yes. the weekend. We are recording on a Monday, so it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we concluded What If Jesus Was Serious yes. with this passage on the rock and the sand and the floods. Yes. Do your song again. I think that went over really well yesterday, <laughs> the salty song. I could like I could hear this like little bit of like a giggle of, yeah. of joy from the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I was in the very back, but I had people looking at each other like, <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> Don't build your house on the sandy land. Don't build it too near the shore. I'm not going to do any more than that. Okay, there's also a nice, but you'll have to build it twice. You have to build your house once more. Uh, there's a different one. There's an accompanying song to that, which is um, the wise man built, built his, his house, house upon, upon the rock. rock. Yeah. The wise man built his house upon the rock. Yeah. The wise man built his house upon the rock, and the rains came come tumbling down. Yep. The rains came up, and the floods came down. The let's, rains came up. <laughs> the rains came down. The floods came up, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the opposite. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that song. That song's kind of brutally boring, man, in my opinion. It's just so repetitive. It's brutal. Well, it's just learning the word. Yeah. yeah. That one actually gets it more right than the other <laughs> song, than the salty one. So I look actually looked that song up. That song actually is not from, like, VeggieTales or something. It's like huh. it was written in the 50s. Oh, wow. Yeah. That I was written in that. the 50s. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yeah. So there you go. Sounds okay. kind of like it might have been written in the 50s. There's actually a second verse to it. I know. The prayers go up as the blessings come I know. down. So the bad. prayers go. Okay. That part it gets a little bit worse. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, 
Excuse me, can you define blessings? <laughs> yeah. What do you this mean by prosperity blessings? Gospel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But this, we said it before on this podcast, but Luke 6 is so good, isn't it? Yeah. Sermon on the Plain. Yep, yep. It's the best sermon ever given. It really is. It's Jesus just dropping wisdom bombs mm-hmm. on those that were listening. I wonder if they knew at the time, like, whoa, this is... I think they were because they were astonished that they were amazed, right? So yeah. it's like, whoa, this was... This, we just heard something special. Yeah, I think they were. You're right. They totally were like amazed at his teaching. I wonder, though, if Jesus basically was dealing with the same sort of stuff it feels like for us as preachers that we deal with. <laughs> yes. Because the way he concludes the sermon yeah. in both in both texts is he concludes it uh, in the Matthew account and this Luke account. He concludes it with saying like, hey, don't call me Lord, Lord. Or why do you call me Lord, Lord and yeah. not do what I say? Yeah. Um, now we don't say that, but we just are like, Hey, we're telling you what God says and right. please just actually do yeah, it. Don't just nod and smile. Like actually put this into practice. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And he does have like kind of a preacher moment too. Cause it says in the next verses in Luke seven, that then he comes off the hill and goes to Capernaum. <laughs> and so it's like, all right, now I got to go like do my next thing. Yeah, right? exactly. Move on, <laughs> moving on. Here we go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It's a fun one to do. I like ones. I like sermons when I get to do some sort of like Israel hmm. land yes. uh, illustration. Yes. And uh, like, I think the pictures of the Qumran Wadi and the, that the was video. Fascinating to me. Yeah, it was really cool. Yes. So, cause even on the trip, you can't see that video. Mm-hmm. I almost like wonder if I should just like have that on my iPad and like show people up. This yeah. is what it looks like, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It just, it makes so much sense when you hear Jesus's teachings and then you connect it with where he was yep. and the geography and what people would be familiar with. Right. Like yeah. it's like with us, we were preaching and we're like, oh yeah, you know, down the Tesla marketplace and everyone. Most of everyone would be like, oh, I've been to Tustin Marketplace. Yeah, exactly. I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. And mm-hmm. so it's so much like, yeah, foundations here. As he mentions this, you had such a good point. The waddle. The waddle. <laughs> the waddle. You're still thinking about thinking fantasy, fantasy football. football. <laughs> uh, the waddy. Yeah. 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 So, like, I don't know. I was just, like, imagining. Because you could, you could put yourself in the mindset of, how the listener would just be like, yeah, that's the basically the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. He's just basically trying to be like, hey, you know what the dumbest thing ever would be? To build your house here. Yeah. That's what it's like to not do what I say. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, it's kind of funny. Like when you think about Jesus using that as an illustration. Yes. Again, it's kind of like a little more intense, a little bit. It's not sarcastic, but it's kind of like cheeky, you know, yeah, it's like the same a with the bit. plank and mm-hmm. plank in the yeah. eye, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. How stupid is that? Sounding? Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> contrasting in a way that the listener would obviously know what the answer is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and know that it's like, oh yeah, I don't want to be that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through it a little bit. Okay. I got some good notes here. Um, oh, you do too. I guess your own notes. This is my own notes. Yeah. Plus all my boring notes. For what it. are you doing nowadays? I'm not really up to speed on how you're doing notes when you preach. I just have paper and like some words on them. Got a lot of words on that page. This page has a lot of words. So are you manuscripting it right now? No, it's not even close to a manuscript. And more like an outline. Yeah, it's an outline. I feel like I just, there's a lot of words, but I've looked at this so much that mm-hmm. I, I know what it says everywhere. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. And so it's kind of like your comfort blanket. If for some reason you just blanked uh, out. Yeah. I, re- I require myself to only have two pages. That's like my, huh. that's my hardcore thing. I used to try to do require myself to have one page, one page, but it was just too little in case I had like a freak out moment where yeah. I can't like remember anything. Yeah. I feel like as I, I'm 49, mm-hmm. I feel like as I get a little older, I'm just, I'm slowing down a bit. Oof. My brain is, my brain is not functioning quite at the same speed. Really? Yeah. I'm, huh. I'm slow. I don't know. I feel like you're faster than me. So what does that mean about me? Yeah, and you're, <laughs> exactly. And you're younger than me too. Yes, much like yeah, much younger, much younger. Um, no, but yeah. Anyway, what do you got? Okay, so yeah, you brought you, start, you started off with just there's two options, right? You've just heard these series of teachings. What if Jesus was serious? Luke six. Mm-hmm. So you got two options. You can either listen and obey, mm-hmm. or you can listen and not do it right yeah, exactly. it's like exactly. it's, it's kind of a simplistic message yeah in that way very this is also a message that many sunny school kids have heard yeah do you like approaching a passage like this that's familiar and mm-hmm. like trying to even squeeze a little bit more like lemon juice out of it in a sense or is it kind of like oh people know this one i like to do passages that are a little bit more 
obscure or do you have a preference? Uh, I don't know if I have a preference, but I will say I like doing these popular ones if I feel like there's something I can uh, get them in a way to get people to think differently about. Yeah. Them. You know, I think that's really fun huh. uh, or for them to like understand it in a new way or st- or feel like get it afresh or mm-hmm. in some way have it affect you in a fresh way. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes there's like. I think the con- the constant preacher struggle is Christmas and Easter. Yeah, just like every every year, those are radically awesome messages, but they're yeah. also just like the one the messages that anybody that like barely even goes to church has like heard like mm-hmm. a million times. So that that can be like a challenge. Sure, right? just how do you approach it? Not like a challenge because you don't want to do it, but just like how can how can you approach it? Yeah some sort of fresh way right it <laughs> doesn't have to be different for both right just, for yeah. you and the listener because right. i think what's fresh and exciting to you yeah comes across as you preach too mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. yeah huh yeah so i like i don't know so this is a very familiar passage did you find yourself though being excited about diving into it again did you get it Di- yeah. diving in like oh hey diving into the floodwaters or something <laughs> 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 that'd be scary um yeah like I don't know. I feel like there was like some like little creative stuff to look at or even I was able to like bring in some just other thoughts. Like Mm -hmm. it was fun at the beginning, even trying to think about like I was just trying to think about (laughs) illustrations of when it's like dumb to not follow the directions. Yes. Um, (laughs) Are you. Oh, here we go. Are you. Are you a read the manual guy? No, not at all. Not at all. That's shocking to you. Yeah. um, No, I I never. When you said the Ikea part about. You finish yeah. your you finish building your chair. There's 30 screws left. Yeah. You're like, uh oh, that, yeah, that's exactly. totally me. That's totally you. Yeah. What about you? So for things like IKEA furniture, I totally read the instructions because I mm. think I'm too dumb to like <laughs> actually like be able to figure it out myself. Yeah. Um, unless I've been doing a lot of IKEA stuff lately, then you sort of like get to know yeah. how it works. And then, uh, but like I never read the manual for like a computer or like right. let's say like get a camera or something i wouldn't like read the manual for yeah. my new phone or i don't know like that yeah. kind of stuff yeah you just have to like figure it out right that's part of kind of even i think you get more out of just actually the trial and error than you do even reading it right yeah. in some ways yeah but then it's like certain things so i there's a couple of things i didn't talk about that i was like thinking about talking about but i had some extra like um content or just too much content but it's like so I enjoy cooking, mm-hmm. right? And I have a lot of people that where I say, oh, I enjoy cooking or I'm like able to do this stuff and do it well. I feel like it to, to some extent, right? And then people will say to me things like, oh, I tried making that, but I just couldn't, I couldn't figure it out or I couldn't get uh-huh. it right. And then I'll say, well, did you follow the recipe? Yeah. And they say, well, actually I, I didn't use this and I used this instead. Right. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, that's why it didn't turn out good because you exchanged like used cabbage instead of beef right. or something, you know, it's like, yes. yeah, that's gross or whatever. Like, yes. I don't, I don't know, like that kind of a thing or where you just, people were like, well, I didn't want to take, I didn't want to simmer it for an hour. I just, so I simmered it for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and you're like, well, yeah, that, then it's not like a nice rich sauce. It's, mm-hmm. it's thin and gross or whatever, like yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah. I think in that case, that's where something like, I really do follow recipes like pretty clearly, unless yeah. it's like something that I'm like. Well, making a lot myself and to kind of like even spiritualize that there's a sense that whoever was the author of the recipe mm-hmm. had done their own trial yeah, and error. Right. Exactly. And had found out, oh, no, two teaspoons of this is better than one or yes. three. Um, and they'll based on their experience. And I feel like that's even <laughs> the God incarnate right here. Jesus just saying, hey, look, mm-hmm. I kind of know how to live life as the author, the creator of life. Mm-hmm. And so this is not just a recommendation. Yeah. This is actually the best in way I want you to live. Yep. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I didn't even, I didn't, it's funny on Sunday, I didn't share my story that I shared in the podcast last week about, uh, so you guys got the inside knowledge or whatever about how, when I went running without doing the things I know are normally supposed to be done and I didn't eat right or whatever. And Mm -hmm. then I, um, I bonked Mm -hmm. and, um, I just was like, it was actually like a on stage decision. I was like, that story's just going to take a little too long. Like <laughs> I've, I've told enough stories. Uh, <laughs> like of just the, sometimes the setup, sometimes I think we can like set up for forever. Yeah. And then it's like, just get to the point. <laughs> wasn't <laughs> Matt's pointing at himself, but I'm like, I wasn't trying to do that. But I, I just think like sometimes I'm like, Oh, I spent 10 minutes just like people get just it. setting this up. People get it. Yeah. yeah. No, um, but there, there, there are some <laughs> funny ones that you did include. I love the, uh, I don't know where you found that, 
uh, they were marking a street, yeah. and then there was a car that had parked in, obviously, the construction painting zone, and they just painted right over the yeah. car. I did wonder if that was Photoshopped. Like, is that real? Do you I think someone know. really did that? There's but. no way. I don't think, because I feel like that's done with, like, a truck that just sort of goes down. Dude, dude. But I just think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine you just have double yellow lines just going over right. your car? That's yeah. so funny, dude. But Yeah. It, you know, as, as a youth pastor, we're both ex-youth pastors. I remember I'd have students come up to me and like genuinely be in distress and be like, man, God just feels so distant from me right now. And I just am <laughs> frustrated by that. And so I just like prompt some questions, like trying to like, hey, so tell me about uh, like, are you getting time with him? Or do you feel like you're in a group that you talk about God with? And usually was correlated with uh, God feels distance from me and I'm doing nothing intentional right. to meet with him, grow yep. in him, listen to him. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times even you can take this passage, Luke six, people are like, man, my life's a mess right now. And you know, God's not working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they might say it in their own words, but that's kind of like what they mean. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, it's actually a good, pretty good manual here. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't <laughs> equal ease or comfort actually. Right probably equals if you're obedient to the things in Luke six, it's going to actually mean harder life yeah. in some ways. Yeah. And yet there's a blessedness, the Beatitudes, blessed mm-hmm. are you who do this. Mm-hmm. So there's a sense that yeah, Jesus kind of laid out what, what he's asking us to do. Yeah. It's right here. Yeah. Love your enemies. Don't judge people. <laughs> Realize that you need to walk in humility in your own life. Um, blessed are those kingdom upside down. Blessed are those who do not necessarily have everything. Right. But are desperate and hungry for God. Hmm. It's like, wow, those are actually principles that work. Mm-hmm. Right. And you had mentioned that a lot on yesterday yeah. of like, guys, this is the right way to live. Jesus is calling us how to live the Jesus life. Yep. Yep. I know. I, I, I kind of wanted to, I'll say it on the podcast because I wanted, I said this actually is your best life, but I wanted to like kind of <laughs> make fun of like the Joel Osteen. Yeah, sure. The Joel Osteen book of like your best life now. Because yeah. people are like, oh, he's just like saying like, this is just for your comfort yeah. or just like all, you know, your, or even health, wealth kind of stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, it's, I think it's actually one of like the best titles <laughs> <laughs> for a book. Totally. But it's just, it's kind of like saying the diff- recipe's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, even when you said the, prayers go up and the blessings come down yeah. it's like so what does blessing mean right and that kind of thing or like so what is like, what is your best life actually right because joel osteen if you've ever heard of him he's pastor out of houston he would say your best life is oh i got the best parking lot when i best parking space when mm-hmm. i prayed for it at the mall mm-hmm. i uh i got a promotion at my job because i had gone to church four weeks in a row mm-hmm. like that kind of correlating exactly. spirituality with <clears throat> favor in this life yeah and so it's just like okay well no but like all of the laws, like even Old Testament, like Levitical laws were designed like to help the people of Israel, like be yeah. actually, <laughs> what's funny is like even to be healthy yeah, actually, right. and survive in that right. kind of land where it was probably wasn't good to eat shellfish mm-hmm. or good to eat pork and that kind of stuff could actually have like real negative health effects on you back yeah. in that time before we've kind of figured out how like sanitation and you know mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. um and so there's some like good value out of these weren't just like random things god wanted to make you suffer or yeah. something you yeah. know like anyway so yeah he's the expert so again back to my son samuel mentioned several times now on the podcast but uh, i'm gonna have he, to text samuel i know seriously <laughs> i don't think he ever has but um he's at a uh, high school with a really good baseball program and so they get some privileges where they have like major league baseball players come in and when they come in it's like all the high school kids are like what are they gonna say whatever they say i like i'm gonna listen to so they're like in the last year they've had garrett cole who pitches for the yankees come in just last week they had a guy named michael romero he might remember Mm -hmm. who's in the minor leagues of boston red sox number one draft pick and so he's they've just told these kids like this is what you got to do to make it to our level (laughs) and it's like oh they're an expert because they're good cole is literally like the best pitcher maybe the best pitcher (laughs) Yeah, in baseball, yeah. just showing up at one of their practices. Yeah. But um, it's wild. I mean, think Ugh. about how much greater this is that Jesus, <laughs> the author, perfected, the one who Colossians says holds the world <laughs> together, is saying, hey, pay attention. This mm-hmm. is, so I want you to live as you follow after me. Yeah. It's like, we'd be fools not to listen to that. Yeah. Or to follow it, really. I guess not. it's not just listening, right? Oh, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's listening. Yeah, listening and doing. But you have to listen to him say to do it. 
and then do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, um, and it's pretty like for Jesus to say, this is what's wise and this is what's foolish. Yeah. The foolish person does this. Yeah. That's like, okay, I don't want to be called foolish mm. by Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I recognize, okay, I actually have to live this stuff out. Yeah. Um, and then it will, it will result in me having the most fruitful, like life that is the best life I could have in Mm. Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of like a lot of things, you know, we say, and we were saying this last week with like good trees and, um, but even like the, the gift that we might get or the reward that we might get or whatever that is, like Jesus is the reward, like being, what do we get from being with Jesus? We get jesus yeah and being made more like it says like you'll be more compassionate huh. like your father like like god is compassionate it's like yes like to be more like god yeah is like that's the blessing yeah right that's the reward and so okay being with jesus being made more like him that's reward in itself not mm-hmm. the promotion at work not totally. the better parking place like yeah i i would want that stuff in yeah. my life too and yeah. I, and we might even like pray for that stuff and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think the parking place is a little uh, trivial, but like, you know, that promotion at work might be something that's really going to be helpful to you mm-hmm. and your family, mm-hmm. but it's not like this, like, um, you know, if then sort of thing, yeah. like you'll get that if you act good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. At lunchtime today, I took a, a college kid here in our church and he needed a smog test, never done it before in his car. So we went and we. And we just prayed, like, because car's a beater. We're like, oh, Lord, please let this pass. <laughs> and then the guy, like, cleared it. He's like, it passed. We're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good victory. Yeah, exactly. And so it's not wrong to pray for things like that. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. to, like, just what you said, yeah, to equate, oh, my life with God equals everything my life's going to pass. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, it, you had some great cross-references, too, yesterday, Proverbs 10, 25. I'll read it from the. The NIV, actually, as a vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so are... Oh, wait, that's the verse after it. Sorry, I was like, that doesn't awkward. sound like... Really, that was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Proverbs ten twenty five. when the storm has swept by, the wicked are gone, but the righteous stand firm forever. Yep. You got to think Jesus is thinking of that, right? Yeah. As he's... I mean, the master of the Old Testament is... Mm-hmm. referencing that even in this parable mm-hmm. i'd never i'd never had caught that proverb before that I mean, cool? that's so cool yeah that's a really cool one and then and then then for and then i looked forward to the james yes. on the head which yes. is like almost the exact same as this verse of you know basically don't just hear the word do what it says if you don't you're fooling yourself yes yeah yeah which is interesting because that's what jesus is like this is what the foolish person does yeah He's like, okay, yeah, if you don't do this, you're fooling yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I forget, what does he say? It's like looking in the mirror and like forgetting what you look like or something <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> yeah, again, like just the, doesn't make sense, These right? silly like illustrations, yeah. yeah how it sticks. <laughs> but how do you like, okay, like the practicality of this, I mean, of course, we all want to obey God. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. Like I think there's a level if you're, if you're even sort of semi-serious about being a follower of Jesus, you're like, yeah, I want to obey him. Yep. But I think sometimes that desire to obey him on a Sunday, yeah, it's a lot harder on a Tuesday at five o'clock, yep. right? So how do you just get this stuff into your bones? Right. I think you do need to, I think, okay, well, the get in your bones, I do think there is a level of this like intimacy with the Lord mm-hmm. and spending time with God in these, in these rhythms of like spiritual practices is yeah. really helpful. Uh, I also think though that there's like this sense of, um, we need to kind of think about what are we drawn towards? Um, And like, and even when it comes to like sin and temptation, and I try to talk about this a little bit on Sunday with like, like, Hey, there's like, for some people, there might be that you're so sort of connected to modern culture and society that whether that's like the world's views on sexuality, gender, even things like abortion or whatever, just start like, this is so like antiquated, you know, the Bible, like you guys are so out of touch with what people are thinking and that there's almost this like refusal to even consider if the words of Jesus would say you should do something Mm. different than what you currently think right? or what the world is telling you. Right. 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 So there's like people with that, that, those they're drawn towards that. Uh Then there's people that are drawn towards kind of this like other side of that, which could be more of 
this like desire for power, the desire mm-hmm. to crush the opponent, mm-hmm. desire to win, the desire for greed, greed mm-hmm. even. Like yeah. if you're just seeking after money and hoarding and more and more and more with your life, you have also bought mm-hmm. into a, a false theology. Right. Like you have bought, you are not doing what Jesus says. Yes. So there's like, there's very much like we can be kind of drawn you know, and that's, I think like some of that's generationally, some of that's mm-hmm. ideological, like spectrum. Some of that's just, just different people have different things that they're kind of mm-hmm. drawn towards, but we can be drawn towards like something other than God in that way. Yeah. And like, how are you wired? Like, yeah. what is it that you're like drawn, you know, yeah. towards? And you have to like check that is that, uh, and that can even be basic stuff of basic, like when I say basic, I mean some not stuff that has like a sort of left right spectrum to yeah. it it can be you know more, not basically universal maybe yeah. i'd say kind of more universal sin points of even pride thinking you're better than everyone else which mm-hmm. that can happen on left and right you mm-hmm. know or and i don't even mean like politically when i say mm-hmm. left and right but mm-hmm. um and then that could be issues of lust or mm-hmm. stuff like that you know yeah. where it's just like or self-centeredness sure <laughs> right yeah um and so how do we like actually live this out because it's mm-hmm. you know i I'm like the love your enemy stuff. It's gnarly. Yeah, it's actually really hard. It is. Do good to those who who hate, hate you, you, hate you, or and hate hurt you. you. Yeah. And I'm like, and then also be like, how do you do that without doing it? Sort of because uh, I was even thinking about trying to do something like nice mm-hmm. for someone that I feel like hasn't been that nice to me. Let's mm-hmm. say uh, just keep it super vague. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I don't know how to do that without it coming across like. Mm. passive aggressive or something yeah. or like i'm yeah hey i'm just hey man hey hey enemy i'm just <laughs> i'm just gonna love you my yeah. enemy yeah you know <laughs> i was told to do this yeah. it's, it's like, like some, sometimes we've had our kids when they were little like say you're sorry to them yeah and be like sorry yeah <laughs> That's always so funny, dude. Yeah. It's like, oh, is that really from your heart? Like, how do you develop it so it's actually in you? Yeah, 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 exactly. To try and do that genuinely, that's a challenge. So anyway, I don't know. That's what I was kind of thinking for. Yeah, that's also good. I think, like, people need to sort of, like, do that. Yeah. That's part of that Mm self-examination that he keeps coming back to in Mm -hmm. Luke 6, too. Mm -hmm. It feels like... That's really what it is. Self-examination. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's... You you referred back to kind of our companion book we read for the summer, um, you know, What If You Was Serious by Sky Jathani, Mm -hmm. and you quoted... You said, what... what is unseen defines everything. Mm-hmm. That was such a good quote to pull out. Yeah. And it does seem like sometimes I get frustrated because we're like, oh, we have an hour, maybe two hours to disciple people here on a Sunday. Yeah. But then if this is their only touch point on a Sunday, the rest of the six days of the week, mm-hmm. they're being discipled by other things. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some correlation to between what you're feeding into yourself yep. and what's coming out. I mean, that's what Jesus says, right? Yep. Like out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so there's some sense of, man, I want to obey God, but how come it's so much easier on a Sunday than it is on a Tuesday? Well, maybe what I've in, I've ingested Monday and Tuesday is leading to some bad outcomes mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as my obedience. Now, yeah. saying that, I don't think that Jesus is calling us all to be in Amish country, moved to right. Amish country or to be monks. monks where we're just completely removed from society. So we have no outside mm-hmm. quote, unquote, bad influences. Mm-hmm. We're called to be salt and light. We're called to enter into our spaces. Jeremiah talks about, you know, plant gardens and have families within the cities, be a city within a city. And so there is some sense yeah. that we're to live normally in culture yet allow, don't allow culture to disciple us in a way that it leads us from away from away from mm-hmm. Jesus. I think your examples are so perfect because mm-hmm. both are kind of culturally acceptable right now mm-hmm. to exactly. always be on the winning team yep. or to always be on the latest, um, I don't know, virtuous kind of movement yeah. you know, or what the culture is calling virtuous. Yeah, yeah, and so exactly. to get tied into one of those is so tempting for all of us. I thought those are great examples on that. So it's like, ah, how do we go upstream? Yeah. I mean, obviously Maybe it sounds too simplistic, but it is a work of the spirit, right? Yep. I mean, yeah. Super is a work of the spirit. And I think um, it is like coming back to that greatest commandment of love, Mm. God, love one another. Yeah. And how can you really, because that's when you really have to think about how love one another is like speaking the truth in love as well as like accepting and including and being kind. You know, there is all that. But if you're only that... Again, dude, well, you know what we're back to? Hmm. Pendulum swings. <laughs> 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 it's 
the fourth week in a row. We actually haven't heard about Iron Man yet that I'm thankful for, although we did hear about it on Sunday. But Pendulum Swing, yes. But yeah, it is that like pendulum swing to like towards just being loving and kind and accepting yeah. only. And then it was like, nope, we got to call people out only, you know? And so it's just like, <laughs> yeah. no, we need a little bit of both, right? Yeah. And, but you got to make sure you're looking at the plank and not just the speck yes. in the other person's eye if you're going to start calling things out in love. Yes. even And that's and that's like part of, I think, part of the speck and plank thing. It's mm-hmm. like examining yourself is making sure you are speaking the truth in love because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, hey, I'm recognizing, like, I got my own issues with this. Mm -hmm. And then, hey, bro, I just, like, I really love you. I've got some issues with this that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. I think maybe we could, like, work on this together. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I got to work on this. Can you work on... I I see this thing in your life that I just genuinely am concerned for this in your life. Iron sharpening iron. Yeah, but let's, like, help each other Mm -hmm. and, like, in humility and not just, like... You, I can't believe you believe this about, yes. you know, sexuality. You're an idiot. Yes. Like, that's not speaking the truth in love. No, it's not going to change anybody. <laughs> no, it certainly is not going to change anybody. Yeah. And changing people in this day and age, in like the, the keyboard warrior age, mm-hmm. is like it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. And so, maybe, obviously, the like the keyboard warrior thing doesn't work. Yeah. So let's like, maybe like what Jesus has been saying all along of like love first Mm -hmm. and like then speak truth in love to people with actual love and nurture and care and humility and all and self-examination and all of that. That's like the only path to actually seeing someone change. Yeah, totally. But it also doesn't mean cowardice Mm -hmm. of not being willing to face some hard things, Yeah. you know, Cause that's that struggle. I talked about that. That's that struggle. It's like, how do you actually confront something? You're like, Oh, this is going to get awkward, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, and I think, you know, Jesus is speaking to a community here. It's not necessarily a community that's naturally together. Cause there's all kinds of people that I think we're in the audience here. Yeah, exactly. But I think there is some thought in the near, in the Eastern thought of, we don't do this individually. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think to live out these callings of Luke six, we need community. Like you're even saying like, Hey, here's the issue in my life. Here's what I see in your life. Let's work together in mm-hmm. this. I think even just allowing people to speak into our lives, being vulnerable with people. If you, if you're married, maybe that is your spouse. If you're both following Jesus serious about this, like, Hey, I wasn't super excited about how judgmental I was in that dinner conversation with our friends. Like, mm-hmm. can you just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you hear that too? Was that something that was just me or, um, Marie told me about that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Just or if you're not married or even if you are married, like even inviting other people into your life to be like, I want to live. I want to be obedient on a Tuesday as much as I am on a Sunday. Yeah. Like, I just need, would you mind if I text you every once in a while if I'm just feeling this or what? Or yeah, it's I just good. think that's, we are made to be in mm-hmm. just a community of people spurring each other on. It's good, man. It's really good. Do you got anything else in your notes? Yeah, oh, hey. I did. I did want to go after you a little bit yes. on this whole the rock isn't Jesus or the foundation isn't Jesus. Yeah, it's obedience. Yeah. So where'd you get that from? Luke six. <laughs> 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 yeah. OK, so again, this is the point. So here, let me make this point very, very clearly. What I said was. The rock in this passage, Luke 6, 46 to 49, is not Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the rock isn't Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rock, can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> well, uh, if the rock wasn't Jesus, then <laughs> on Christ the solid rock I stand, we'd have to like throw that hymn out. Yeah, there you go. But no, this passage straight up says that... Yeah. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. Yes. What is listening to my teaching and following it? Yeah, that's good. That's what it says. So what you have to understand in like a way of reading the Bible, not just like you map of the universal you, is you need to look at like both, um, I mean, genre, but you have to look at what this specific thing is saying, context is saying, and then also like, other verses could use that same word and be talking about something else. Yes. So, um, you know, there's the passage upon this rock. I will build my church. Yep. John 21, which guess what? No, not John 21. Oh, did I say that wrong. Um, 
Well, feed my sheep. That's my feed my sheep, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm talking about. I think it's the Caesarea Philippi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yep. And that passage. That's like I forget. I gotta look it up. But Mark four or something, maybe or Mark mm-hmm. eight. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's uh, upon. The, I I think that's actually a really like controversial passage, or like it's a very interestingly discussed passage mm-hmm. about what is the rock, and upon this rock I will build my church. Because is it Jesus talking about Peter? Is it Jesus talking about himself? Yes. Or is it Jesus saying upon the rock that's behind him while he's giving this talk in, in Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi? Philippi. Yeah, it's from Matthew 16. I just looked at Matthew 16. I think there's also a Mark one, but yeah. it's fine. Um, uh, yeah, Matthew 16. So like when it says he, when he says this, there's a huge rock wall behind him yeah. that has a pit in it called the gates of hell. And it also is filled with um, idols to false gods mm. all over this rock wall. And a lot of like what I kind of think is Jesus is saying, upon this rock, I'll build my church. Like I, it doesn't like in the place like this in Las Vegas, right. in wherever. The hardest foundation, yeah, the hardest the place, place. Yeah, I will build my church. Yeah, that's um, cool. And then the gates of hell will not prevail. It is yes. this like pit that was right next to it. Yes. Um, so anyway, it's just like. You have to be able to look in the full context of each passage of scripture. Yep. Now, genre, is, context, and setting. And yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, and again, just recognizing in this verse, Jesus is saying the word "rock" about something specific, and then in other places where it says like Jesus is the cornerstone. Yeah, Book of Acts. You know, yeah, that's saying something else. Yep. So they're just like two different stories, two different you know teachings. Yeah. So yeah, I I would a hundred million percent stand by what I said about that it's talking about obedience here. That's perfect. I just, <laughs> I just tossed <laughs> that up for you to yes. give a little teaching on hermeneutics right there. A little study of the Bible. Did you like what I, uh, at the end when I said, um, Oh, and like, you could talk about this with the person you're discipling and like, who's yes. discipling you. And yes. then I was like, or if you're not doing that, maybe you should be. Cause yes. Jesus said, anyway, I, I was just that. trying to give a little zinger. Yeah. That's something where <laughs> really yeah. you brought to us, but we just really want to be a culture here at Calvary. That's, looking to disciple people, looking to be discipled. Yep. Okay, so I think that's enough on that passage. We do have a listener email. Here we go. Are you ready? This is from Laura Koenig, Mm -hmm. who is both an attender of Calvary Church as well as a teacher at Calvary Christian School. We love the Koenig family. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So... Um, I, I'm actually curious, Laura, if you're related to Sarah Koenig, one of the most famous podcasters of all time. So you could like, <laughs> let me know that since we're podcasting here. Um, anyway, um, here we go. So hi, Eric and Matt. I really enjoy your podcast. You always bring me joy and make me laugh out loud on my commute. Yeah. She's got a long commute from South Orange County up here to Central Orange County. And she listens to the podcast. Whoa. Do you know what city she lives in? I don't think I don't maybe for privacy reasons. I'll oh, leave that out. No, I just meant like because I'm from South Orange County. Oh, oh, so oh yeah. I, I you know like, everybody I in like South that. Orange County. I'm from South Orange County. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Sorry, Laura. We, I apologize for what just happened there. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so thanks for all you do. Love, Laura. No, just kidding. <laughs> she actually has a question. Okay. So she says, I have a question from this week's show uh-huh. relating to being and doing. Last uh-huh. week we were talking about the being and doing cycle. Yep. Um, she says that I've wanted to ask you for a while. Being in ministry or being a teacher are jobs that can stretch into unlimited hours. So I was wondering if you have any practical advice for setting boundaries Hmm. in order to practice Sabbath for Hmm. people who don't have a typical nine to five job. Sure. Since I started teaching second grade at Calvary three years ago, I've worked around 50 to 60 hours a week during the school year, including five to 10 hours on the weekend on essential things like lesson planning, grading, emails, et cetera. I also have a household to run with laundry, shopping, paying the bills, et cetera. As a result, I am, quote, doing seven days a week during the school year and then saving up my, quote, being for vacations, which leads to being run down physically and spiritually. I'd appreciate any advice you might have for how to put balance in your life. Thanks for all you do. Well, Laura, we say thank you for all you do. Yeah. First of all, she's an amazing (laughs) teacher, um, taught one of our own, my own kids this last year. So thankful for you. And just a shout out to all those that are just very busy working hard under the glory of God in their jobs. I think sometimes as pastors, we can come off 
uh, maybe unintentionally, like, guys, you should do a Sabbath. You should do this. And there, people are looking at us like, well, easy for you. This is your job, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you got days off during the week and what? It's harder for me to do that. And so I we I think, one number one, we empathize with the feeling of, oh, there's not enough space to do everything I want to do. Yeah. Um, I think my first thought, and I could process a little bit more. Maybe, Laura, we can talk offline. But, like, I th- I think just incorporating Sabbath moments in the midst of your everyday life. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, I think you mentioned folding laundry or doing household chores. What would it look like, just say, if you're doing laundry to put on worship music and just mm-hmm. let that be a time of worship? What would that look like even to be silent, not even to have any music or not watching TV or anything and just like keep silent with the Lord as you're folding clothes or doing something or on your drive, not listen to a podcast, but like just having that time to practice one of the spiritual disciplines, maybe even just throw on your mm-hmm. phone, like the Bible audio Bible and just listen to a few chapters. Yeah. Um, I, I think there is ways that we can incorporate um, our everyday life and then include spiritual practice disciplines, intentional things in that. Yeah. I think cause isn't just related to your point. So wouldn't like the woman at the well, uh, Jesus is like, she ends up sitting and talking to Jesus at this well, she would have been there to go do her chores, right? Like gathering water or getting water for like her household. So I went like, but yet she could stop in the middle of it and sit and have a conversation with mm-hmm. Jesus. Maybe there's like something there. Totally. You know, just I've to, never like, thought of it that yeah, angle before. Yeah, just a totally different angle, but just to yeah. think about it like that now. Huh. So my wife is also a teacher. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I get, the way the teaching profession is like sort of not designed to not like to be able to like leave your work at work. Yeah. Um, it seems like virtually impossible to be able to like do all the grading and all the planning and stuff like that, just like within the heart of the workday. Uh, and especially if like, if you have like family of kids and stuff and you kind of like need to sometimes leave, like, so my wife, like she would, she would know that she would have to leave work like right after school was over yeah. at like three. And so to go get, to go pick up our kids from their school. Yeah. And then, so she would then do work later, like, because she was especially like not working from like, let's say three to five. Right. Which maybe like, well, I think what schools like would expect you to be like getting that work done then or something. And then you could go home if it was like which more nine to five. Time out. When you were a kid, did you ever realize teachers had to do all that? I just thought they <laughs> went home and we went home. I know. Seriously. <laughs> no, they got to plan for the next day. Great. There's, a, there's right. some moment that those papers got grades on. Right. Them. Right. Um, and then uh, anyway, I don't know. It just, I would like hope that there's like some way. A, to like, we want you to do an incredible, great job in your role here Mm -hmm. as a a teacher. We would like hope that it could be not done in 60 hours, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So as you're, as technically your like ultimate boss here at Calvary, (laughs) I say, please, I'm asking you to not. It's okay (laughs) to let some things go. Yeah, you have permission to not, yeah, to let some of that go. Um, And, but yeah, you're right. Like trying to figure out like how there could be times to like carve out like, times for the Lord is like, I think sometimes if you can maybe plan it in advance might mm-hmm. help like yeah. just to say, and then even almost like it's an appointment. Cause it yeah. sounds like you're very like responsible. Like what yes. we know about you is you're a responsible, hardworking person. Yes. And so like I, from like getting that sort of wiring, like you might need to say, okay, I have some scheduled appointments like yeah. with the Lord. And you can even tell people like, I have a scheduled appointment and even maybe family needs to know, like you have a scheduled yeah, appointment. Like, I like that. Yeah. Saturday morning I'm or whatever. Yeah. I'm booked during this time. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know exactly like how to help with that. I do know that if I feel that kind of like running ragged, busy, everyone's going to get my worst self. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's so hard because like, and so even like kind of doing some of those like checks, like, how am I doing? How am I re- reacting? How am I responding mm-hmm. to people? If it's mm-hmm. like parents that complain or if that's sure. like your own kids yeah. or whatever that is, is like that I, spurring me on to yeah. do more. Or, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause sometimes that can be, or like I can see myself like not somebody has a complaint at church and I, feel myself react with like defensiveness or anger instead of like love and care. I'm like, oops, I'm, this is, this is like on my time. This is on my being, Yeah, you know, my being is off. So then I'm like reacting poorly in my doing. And, you know, like, I also think sometimes we have like seasons of our life Mm -hmm. that are like a little harder than others. Like when our, when our kids were little, it was like harder 
you know, some of this stuff was yeah. like harder to implement. Oh, our own, one of our own pastors here, Robert Carter, just had a second little child. So yeah. cool. We celebrate with him. And there's a lot of babies being born at Calvary right now. I'm yeah. loving it. But um, I saw him the other day and he's like, I hadn't slept last night. I was like, oh, I remember those seasons, right? Yes. Where you're just getting up middle of the night and getting not getting solid asleep. And yeah. those, that, that's a season. Yeah, exactly. To have exactly. grace on yourself in that way. Yeah. Um, I, I would say, yeah, I would say um, my my grandparents were alive. It feels bad to say this now, but when they were alive, I'd be like, oh, I don't have an hour to talk to them. So I just wouldn't call them when I felt prompted to at times. Mm. And now looking back, gosh, I would give anything to talk for an hour with my grandparents. But <laughs> at the time I thought that, and I think sometimes that translates into our, like even relationship with, with Jesus. We're like, Oh, I don't have an hour to do this well. Yeah. And I think maybe even just to let go of like the perfectionism or the feeling that I have to do this well. Or yep. One of your mentors, a friend of mine too, Rob Lone used to say that, like, I just give you permission to not do this well. Or he said something like to that effect. Exactly. And so sometimes the practices of things like Sabbath, just, I don't, maybe I don't have four hours, but I do have 20 minutes Yeah. and I'm going to do that. I don't have 20 minutes, but I do have five minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't have five minutes, but I have a minute. Mm-hmm. So just even like, maybe even lowering the need to do it perfect yeah what was the like rick warren thing it's like divert daily withdraw weekly abandon annually yeah, yeah. so he had this thing and he said like um just give yourself like something short every day mm-hmm. and i think like stop yeah don't beat yourself up if that's not, not an hour even if that's not 20 minutes if that's yeah. like five minutes like yeah. divert daily and then withdraw weekly so you got something you know, a little, a teeny bit longer mm-hmm. weekly, but then like once a year, you, you need kind of a, I always called that like a hard reboot, like yeah. a reset on the computer. You know, you gotta like, you're not shutting it down, but you're restarting it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so, um, I don't know if there's like ways that you can even think through for you, Laura, like just in your life and to other, the other listeners too, as well, like the same thing in your life. Like, okay, how can I like incorporate something a little shorter daily, just a little bit longer weekly, and then something a little bit bigger, maybe monthly or annually. Just like, okay, and then set some appointments. Yeah. Anyway, hope that helps. We can obviously, yeah, chat about that more personally because it's just not super easy, but hopefully this can be. Or if, like, if you have any listener that triggers an idea that you have, thoughts you want to contribute, like, please add. We want this to be an open conversation. There you go. And if you have questions, remember, about anything, please uh, email us at podcast or just podcast at calvarylife.org yep. podcast at calvarylife.org. I actually got one on the secret text line. Oh boy. Here we go. So this is from a listener in the Netherlands actually. Oh, so interesting. Netherlands. It's, it's reached the oceans okay. across the oceans, That's good. but his name is Vax Max Verstappen. Ooh, and uh, Vax he, Max. Is he like a big he, vaccine guy? <laughs> Max, <laughs> Max Verstappen. Okay. Um, he actually wants to know, Eric, I haven't heard you talk about Formula One racing lately, and I'm also a Formula One enthusiast. Um, what's happening in Formula One right now? <laughs> hey, Matt's showing me a picture of Max Verstappen. If you don't know who Max Verstappen is, um, everyone, Max Verstappen is the uh, best driver in the world at this time. He's just won the last 10 races in a row. Uh, which is 25, which is a record. Yeah. No one has ever won 10 races in a row. People won 10 races in a season, but never 10 in a row. How many races are there in a season? Uh, like 20 or something. Whoa. So he's like 25, maybe I forget. Yeah. 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 20. I can't remember exactly, but something like that. Yeah. It's like, there's been 12 races so far and I think he got like second in the other ones or something. Yeah. What's funny is his teammate from Red Bull, um, uh, His teammate for Red Bull won the other two races. So, Whoa, so yeah, Red Bull's yeah. dominating. Checo won the other two races, which is crazy. I would yeah. think, you know, Red Bull energy drink, if, if you're sponsored by them, you probably are like, <laughs> you like how's it going? How's yeah, it going? yeah, you're really fast. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, so thanks, oh, Max. that's funny. Um, I literally Googled Formula One drivers, and he's the first one that popped up. I had no uh, idea. I've never heard that so name funny. before. <laughs> I didn't know that he was very successful. Yeah, he's the one. He's the two-time uh, world champion. Wow. Although... The one two years ago is very controversial because it came down to like the essentially like a bad call by a referee okay. at the end, which caused him to win, uh-huh. um, which that's the easiest way to explain it here. If you are a F1 viewer enthusiast, yes, you will probably think there's much more to it. <laughs> but yeah, essentially down to a bad call. And uh, so he still won the championship. But it's kind of like how the Chiefs went on a bad call last year. So it's fine. <laughs> now, I do not need anything in my life. Speaking of what Laura was mentioning, I do not need something else to crowd my life. But Ooh, where would yeah. I where would I watch Formula One if I wanted to watch a race? Oh, dude, it's on ESPN. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah. So it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I have Hulu. That's how I watch TV. So uh-huh. it's just on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, you know it, man. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for that excellent question, Max Verstappen. It's always good to hear from you. Appreciate our uh, our Dutch friends. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, okay, so I think that's all we got for today, Maddie. That's it, huh? Yeah. Okay. Starting a new series. You're preaching this Sunday. Yes. Woo! We're moving into Luke 7, so we're going to move away from the Sermon on the Plain. Yeah. But we're going to hear about a guy who lived out Luke 6. hey I know. Okay, nice. And he's not who people would think it is. Okay. That's a little teaser for you. You don't, Faith don't read like ahead. Don't, don't read ahead. Okay? Don't, don't read ahead. <laughs> I've never read this before. <laughs> All right, man. We look forward to that. So thank you for preaching this Sunday. Thank you for your thoughts today. And thank you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.